Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Take two, but now we are live on YouTube. <laughs> I'm working with the software that we use on Listen Your Boy and the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, trying to do a dual stream. That way people on Twitter can discover us. But by God, I am here with one Alex Palowski who can't actually see me right now. Nope. Riding blind. You're riding blind. I don't even know if people on Twitter see us right now and I don't give a shit. <laughs> Let's just do it anyway. I don't give a shit. We're doing it. It's 11:25. It's time to do this show. And uh we are trying uh, as you can see, if you are watching on YouTube or Twitter or Periscope or MySpace or Friendster. It's just a little bit different this time. Somebody says, "I don't like Alex on the left." I don't care. <laughs> Everything you yeah. own is in a box to the left. That's that's right, <clears throat> including myself, including Alex Palowski. Yeah. Somebody said the Twitter streamed. I don't give a damn. Don't give a damn. So <laughs> somebody says Twitch. We will eventually stream on Twitch. That, that's a natural progression. Uh, tomorrow nice. I'll have this figured out for the Holy Smokes and the May podcast. That was the main one I was working on, but we had some news hit us today right before WWE Raw. Ruby Riot injured. Undergoing an MRI this week, and she wasn't on the show tonight. I don't have any additional information on that. What I do have additional information on is the Bray Wyatt situation. I've talked to people within WWE. He was in a car accident that left his vehicle totaled this weekend. He missed those shows. He missed Raw. There is no timetable for his return, although he's still being advertised for Extreme Rules. And what I was told by, and I mean a very reliable source, he had a traumatic uh, head injury. And he's mm. very lucky that he didn't break his neck or his back. Nobody was riding with him. And he's having some trouble even remembering what happened. But he wasn't wow. on the show tonight. And I would imagine that Matt Hardy, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, uh, Bray Wyatt's brother, all had a you know rough time dealing with that as well. And they, they still work tonight. But your thoughts on this injury? I mean, 
look, I don't know anything about what happened. I don't even. I don't know. We don't know a lot yet. But if he's having the kind of brain trauma that that makes it impossible for him to remember what happened during the accident, I'm sure what we should definitely do is put him in the WWE ring in two weeks. Extreme Rules. That seems like a good idea. Like it sucks that 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 you know. Maybe we don't get the B-team tag team match until SummerSlam. But for the love of God, let's not rush this guy back with, with a, you know, if it's some kind of head trauma. Let's just take a step and take a breath and thank God that he's okay. And maybe just cool it. <laughs> like, because he hasn't been taken off of Extreme Rules. Also, he had a traumatic brain injury. Those two things can't can't go together if indeed that is what has happened yeah we we definitely wish the best for him and i'm going to keep trying to find out more and more about this situation of course guys visit fightful uh, dot com fightfulwrestling.com for all of your pro wrestling mma and boxing news this saturday new japan g1 special we got the guys from pro wrestling unlimited who just hit a hundred thousand subscribers on their youtube Going on behalf of Fightful.com, they will be there covering the event. UFC 226, James Lynch will be in town for that. I will be doing post shows for both of those. I'm going to do the G1 special first, I think, and then the New Japan or the UFC show right after that. So take a look uh, at that, at the schedule that we have set up. We're going to have live coverage of both over on FightfulSelect.com where you can get additional premium content. I have posted tonight's Raw script. I have the the Fightful Select Retro Review, ECW Hardcore Heaven, 1995. A steaming pile of shit was that show, but it was a fun one to review. I did a UFC rankings update for this week. Also, Dark Match Commentary, Perry Saturn versus Billy Kidman from 1997 WCW. Jimmy Van's Match Archives. Me and Jimmy do commentary on Eric Young versus Nova versus Derek Wilde. And Jimmy shoots hard on Nova. And then, of course, I took questions on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast last week. Hitting you hard with it, my friends. Lots of stuff. And we have a ton of exclusives over at FightfulWrestling.com. Click that exclusives tab. I got stuff. I got Bro or No with Robbie E. That was fun to do. Uh, Scarlett Harris took a look at comparisons between Glow Season 2 cast members and WWE superstars. Just lots of fun stuff. Jesus it was a good time at Fightful.com this week, even though I wasn't there. I was there in spirit. It was not as fun watching WWE Raw this week, Alex. No, it wasn't. I do want to point out that um, I'm able to actually watch a slight delay on on YouTube of me looking at you, looking at me. And it's kind of cool for the fans to see how bored and disinterested I look while you are talking your long spiels. Uh, and I just have to sit here and not talk. Well, the I'll try is, and be the more thing is, you are, you are you know? super excited at all times. Yeah, right. All the because time. you love Fightful Select. You love everything that has to do with Fightful. I do. And, I mean, that's just a situation that we're in. And everybody yes. who, who keeps bitching... Look at that. Oh, I just swip, swooped and swapped. You're on the left now, Alex. Oh, crazy. Game changer. Game changer. <laughs> Man, our lower thirds look like crap. 
Oh, they really do. Who cares? They look better than tonight's Raw when I got this script. Ooh, bye. I was not excited <laughs> for what I was seeing. Uh, it was not good. The final segment was okay, but the opening segment featured Roman Reigns coming out and calling himself the big dog and shit. Yep. I wonder if WWE realized how counterproductive that is to what their goal is. Yeah. No, this is all bad. The, when it was announced like today, like, hey, remember the first two times the last two weeks when you saw the Revival versus Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns for some reason? You want to see it again? Like, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Hey, it's fun. I get to see the Revival on my TV three weeks in a row. When was the last time that <laughs> happened? But... I mean, I I doubt them giving a couple of shatter machines to Roman Reigns is really going to go anywhere, and that's where I'm kind of worried. Like these these guys belong near the top of the tag division. Like, I mean, really, if it was the Ascension and not the Revival, would really the story be any different? Not really. I you know we'll talk a little bit more about that and really expand on that when we get to that segment. Drew Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler both come out and interrupt. Roman Reigns says that he walks around like he owns the place. They end up attacking him. Seth Rollins makes the save to a big pop, and backstage Roman Reigns and Rollins find Kurt Angle, who gives them a match with Ziggler and McIntyre next week. However, Reigns... Uh-uh! Nah, nah. I can't... Nah, not next week. Tonight! And he gets it. Yep. So because... I want to know... I mean, Kevin Owens, by the way, your phone is vibrating heavily. Sorry, my my wife's texting me about our daughter who is ill this evening, so. Best wishes to the daughter. Get well soon. But Reigns, Reigns, the way that Kurt Angle treats Reigns and the way that Kurt Angle treats Kevin Owens, a little odd to me, but we'll talk about that later. Bobby Lashley shows up backstage and tells Roman that he better focus on their match later. And confirms that that is a threat. Roman Reigns just goes, is that a threat? And Lashley goes, yeah! It is! That was good. I thought Lashley was great here. Uh, yeah. You're in no, a, in Lashley's a doing a lot better when he's not saddled with this whole... Lashley's doing a lot better when he's not saddled with this whole I have three sisters that I love very much gimmick. Um, I, I like that a lot. I, I'm... I, I don't understand why Kurt Angle is like, listen, I'm putting my foot down. This is it. This is the way it's going to be. I've made the rules. This is how it's going to be. Okay, Roman, you've mildly complained to me, so I'm going to change everything. For the record, Alex, I'm trying to help you see me, but not working. Hit the bricks. So (laughs) we get our first match. Curtis Axel defeated Matt Hardy. They note that Wyatt is injured, didn't specify how, the severity, what happened. The B-team mocked the leader of Worlds. This is getting old fast. Three weeks in, getting a little sick of it. Am I alone in that? Um, no, I'm, I'm kind of I'm done with it. I mean, they're, they're, they're hopefully moving towards some kind of a... ...match we've been wanting, you know? I mean, with this whole Bray Wyatt thing, who knows? We're having some connection issues. Water. 
Alex, we're facing some connectivity issues with you. Uh, there's some basic back-and-forth action that get things kicked off. I'm pretty sure all three of these guys, like I said, had had a bit of a trying week considering the, the Bray Wyatt situation and, and how that all unfolded. Curtis Axel using that Mr. Perfect neckbreaker, though, brings a little bit of a tear to my eye and warms my heart a bit, Alex. This match heated up. Hardy hit that side effect on Axel on the apron. Then in the ring, the crowd was into it. But then Hardy hits the post. And then I am hit with the unfortunate news that Wikipedia is doing away with wrestler move lists because I went to go look up what the hell Curtis Axel's finish name was because I don't remember. Because he hit it, and I'm like, "Hey, yeah, what do you? Hey, say, mate, what do you call that move? I can't find out anymore. I thought this was a pretty decent little TV match, and more than what I expected out of these two. Yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, I mean, they're making do what they have with with Bray on the shelf. Um, it's, it's it has been some time since the B team won that battle royal to get the number one contendership." And um, so it just feels like they're treading water. Like, two, the, the next two weeks before they finally have their match, if, if they indeed have their match, uh, uh, it's going to feel e- even more interminable. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. And they're, they, I feel like they've been diluted so much. Just, I mean, for the, the history of the B team, for one. Then there are other teams yeah. that you know would probably serve better against the Deleter of Worlds. Then you have other tag team matches being held to a higher standard and all this. I just I just think it, it really does a disservice to this feud. And I, I don't know what could do a service to this feud besides go ahead and doing the, the compound thing. Yeah. We get counseling. Bailey and Sasha Banks are both shocked to learn that they have 10 a.m. sessions, Alex. Okay, listen, how, how, how is almost last week knew immediately that Bailey and Sasha would be attending counseling together? And yet, and everyone was talking about this all through the week on social media, and yet they were somehow just shocked and chagrined to find out they would be attending counseling. They thought they would have, have mandatory counseling sessions separate of each other? I mean, this is, it just. I don't understand how they think we are to believe stuff like this. It's a really relatively minor, stupid thing. But, like, it, 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 at some point, the smallest straw is going to break that camel's back. And we're gonna have, we'll have absolutely no credibility for the WWE at this point if they keep treating us like this. Like, we're, no one thinks, no one is that stupid. Stop it. Stop it. Dr. Shelby is back. Kind of, a lot of people kind of predicted this would happen. I would, I get the the impression we'll probably see a little bit more of him, considering the Team Hell No reunion. He wants Bailey and Sasha Banks to pretend to be each other and let their feelings out, which results in them mocking each other and doing it in in a way that really targets the monotony and the the tedious just bore of their characters. I wonder if the WWE writers who wrote this realize that they're mocking their own absence of creativity for these characters. They are... They ha- they wrote these characters to emulate each other and say, We suck as characters! 
Yep. We are shitty television characters. We're boring. We do the same stuff. The stuff we do is stupid. Why the fuck you watching us? They wrote this shit. Yeah, this this <laughs> this this reeked of like the old trope of man. I hate this job. I just want to get fired. I'll know. I know. I'll write the most blatantly obvious thing about how much this whole thing sucks. And when they see that I've written this, they'll have no choice but to fire me. Nope. They think it's great. That's great work. That's dead on. That's exactly how we want to treat our audience. Sold. And, and, it, and it just, gosh, really bad. Just really bad. And I felt so bad for Sasha, and in particular Bailey, to be like, seriously, we, we finally have a, have a chance to, to have this food with each other that, that we've been wanting, that everyone's been wanting forever, and this is how it's going? We're going we're gonna to have a little yelling match in, in, with Dr. Shen Tate segment, whereas we could have, be having matches every week? Nope. Yeah. That was... It was lame. It was uh, cut a bit short in my estimation. I was hoping there would be something that brought it back around. There was really yeah. nothing. Authors of pain. Well, def- didn't, go ahead. Didn't we get a to be continued? Didn't yeah, we get a to so, be so continued more, title card? More of this shit. More of that next week. Yay. Authors of pain defeated Titus worldwide. Bearded Apollo Cruz gets his ass kicked, which includes a pretty nasty assisted dominator from the Authors of Pain. Razor heaves Cruz across the ring. There's a suplex into a powerbomb neckbreaker on Apollo, but Titus breaks up and gets tossed into the turnbuckle. AOP went with the last chapter, but they did two moves that were way cooler than the last chapter right before that. Yep. I don't like it, Alex. Somebody, somebody thinks that's a really devastating finisher, and it's not. It'd be kind of a cool little like move that you did along the way, I guess. But it's not, it's not, it's an assisted clothesline. Like, it doesn't even, like, here's the thing. You have another team on your roster now, another heel tag team, that does essentially the same thing with the zigzag-claymore combination. I mean, it's basically the same idea. One guy pulls a guy down as another guy hits him from the front. And that version of it is so much cooler looking than the last chapter. Yes. Whatever the, the zigzag-claymore. Like, that... So you can't have the two things have happening on the same show because one will look much worse by comparison. Uh, so, yeah, got to get rid of It's shitty. Chef. Sorry. Not a big fan of it. We see Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns defeat Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler via DQ. Rollins gets a huge pop. This guy is massively over. McIntyre gets the tag after Rollins out-wrestles Ziggler a little bit. Reigns really milked wanting the tag in, and the crowd was hot for this match. They loved it. Reigns gets thoroughly worked over, but man, he and Ziggler made magic with that uppercut that Ziggler flew into. Reigns hit it perfect. Ziggler sold it perfect. Probably my favorite spot of the match. Suicide dive on McIntyre and a frog splash on Ziggler gets two. And then Rollins dives out onto both of them. We go back from the commercial. McIntyre gets super kicked. Ziggler gets powerbombed trying to stop Rollins from the tag, and before they can make it, the Revival attack Reigns, get the, cause the DQ, because why wouldn't they? I liked right. everything about this match. I even liked the interference at the end because it made sense. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for stuff making sense. M- more of that, please. Um, yeah, I, I, I like, I like the, the attack um, on, on, on Roman. I mean, listen, if you had told me uh, a couple of years ago when I was watching the Revival kick all sorts of ass as the greatest tag team in the world in NXT, that I would eventually get to see them deliver a shatter machine to Roman Reigns. Uh, and then you told me, yeah, but between when they get called up and and, and when they actually do that, it's going to be like a year, a year and a half of like crap they got to go through. I'm like, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. I don't care. Yeah, Shatter Machine and Reigns. Uh, and he sold it well, and he put those guys over hard in that moment, and that's great. Uh, our buddy Jeff Hawkins put forth an idea that there should be basically uh, the, the new four horsemen of Dolph, Drew, and the Revival and that's so perfect because that's so great. And I could absolutely see all four of those guys holding titles at the same time and running raw. It'd be so awesome to then have guys try and chase them all through the program. They're, they're, they're so charismatic. All they of them, they all work fit. They together. Be a really, really good fit. They really would. It'd be so perfect. You mentioned Jeff Hawkins tomorrow night. Jeff Hawkins' last live post-Smackdown show. We're looking to get him involved some other way. So come enjoy Jeff-a-palooza tomorrow night. <laughs> it's going to be fun. We're going to reminisce. It'll the swan be song. a good time. Yes. Yeah. Jeff has been with us since the beginning of Fightful. When I started the show, I brought Jeff and Rob over from Shake Them Ropes to do the Raw and Smackdown shows respectively. And... Uh, Jeff's been here for two years. I mean, we turned two years old this week, actually. So uh, definitely a big thank you to Jeff Hawkins for for all he's done for us. And we're definitely keeping that guy involved because he does great stuff. Also, I'm looking to get Mr. Warren Hayes more involved. He does uh, our retro reviews with me. We did ECW Hardcore Heaven 95 this week. So check that out. Also, Fightful Related, check out our new White Fightful Tees. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. Use the code AMERICA and you will save 20% this week. Go check it out. See what we have going on over there. Man, people still giving Rob grief over that hat. (laughs) Woo! Also, thank you guys. I crossed the 10,000 follower uh, mark tonight. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate all of you. Uh, That's very cool. I've never had like a major outlet or tv channel or anything like that pushing me for the last four years i have worked for independent companies so uh it means means a lot thank you all very much up next oh by the way we got the zigzag claymore on rollins to end that segment then we get constable corbin and finn balor boy was this segment the shits it was terrible constable corbin comes out and explains the miscommunication last week between he and balor WWE loves to do this thing with their Irish stars where they think that they're stand-up comedians, I guess. Balor is super jokey, and he is every bit as funny as Sheamus was during his babyface run. That is not a goddamn compliment. No. It was bad. He says, sorry, I cost you your job at TGI Fridays. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Fuck, man. Yep. The only person, 
The only person who should be apologizing to you is whoever gave me that haircut. Ha ha. I'm like, uh, I'm like, bro, did you see his haircut before this? This is the thing. This is the thing. Uh, this is what I, this is what I, I just I really hate this about WWE. They do this, they do this a lot. I, I was racking my brains to think of the exact uh, occasion that I'm remembering when they did this. But they, they give somebody this really cool new gimmick or look. And everyone agrees this is a major improvement, right? It's usually done to the heel. And then the baby face comes out and makes fun of the new thing. So then all the things that we thought were cool about it are now called into question. Because they want they want you to think like Finn Balor. Sure. That Baron Corbin, Corbin's new fashion sense, which is a dramatic improvement from his, like, I have a wolf on my t-shirt thing that he used to do. Uh, and also his haircut, the shaved head, a much better look than the skullet. But according to Finn Balor, our hero in this feud, no, no, he looked a lot better before. Yeah. And that's objectively not true. So they're gaslighting us. This whole thing, I hate it. Like, I don't, I, stop doing that. Stop nerfing this really cool new thing you gave to your heel by having the baby face shit all over it. So, if anybody here has watched the Fightful Select Weekender podcast on Fightful Select, in the midst of this Madison Rain super push that Impact is doing, don't know why, she had appeared on Ring of Honor and Impact in the same week, and she faced Kelly Klein, who was a heavily protected wrestler on that show, went undefeated for years. She wears a mouth guard, she's kind of imposing in stature. And Madison Rain, like, got in and mocked the mouth guard and mocked her, like, broad shoulders. And I was like, you're half her fucking size. Why are you doing that? Then she came over to Impact, who just signed Tessa Blanchard, one of the hottest free agents in women's wrestling. And after a promo where where Tessa Blanchard, quite frankly, killed it, Mm -hmm. did great, Madison Rain was just wow, she seems angry, and negated it. And I was like, what? What are you doing, mate? That happened tonight with Finn Balor, only it wasn't one little motion in the ring like Madison Rain did. It wasn't one little line. It was sustained. And we yeah. were subjected to it for several minutes. Oh, it was terrible. It was miserable. Corbin also, calls Balor small, by the way. Ooh, yeah, no. It also totally nerfs uh, Baron Corbin's newfound power, like if he's t- if he's actually Stephanie McMahon's appointed constable of Raw, he should have the power to discipline Balor in some way for Balor insulting him to his face in front of the entire audience. But now, obviously, he doesn't have that power, and so why is he even the constable anymore? It's just stupid. All of it's so stupid. I hate it. Ah. Uh, anyway. Hey, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Ember Moon defeated Liv Morgan with Sarah Logan. Apologies. Uh, Riot Squad, Sans Ruby Riot, <laughs> backstage and ask Elias if he's performing tonight. Tonight, And he says, for these people, no. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. He said, for you guys, sure. And he starts strumming away and they tear shit up. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting kind of tired of the whole, we're here to cause a riot, so we're going to 
commit minor acts of vandalism backstage, except for the one time where we destroyed this one guy's very expensive laptop. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. This man. was a rough I'm... episode, guys. It really was. I, I will say, after seeing how well Ember and Liv worked together last week, I'm glad to see that they got an opportunity to work one another. Yeah. And, and the match wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything bad. But considering how green Liv is in the ring, it makes sense if you're going to put her in a one-on-one, ex- one-on-one match. Put her in there with someone who's not going to completely expose her that she has natural chemistry with. Yeah. There there was this one very cringe-worthy moment. I don't know if you caught this. Where they cut off the Riot Squad music a little early. And... Uh, and Liv and 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 uh, Logan had just started getting into their little co-pose taunt thing that they do in the ring ropes, but there was no music to back it, so it was just done in front of utter abject silence. Oh yeah, it was sad. And and it was like, oh man, Ruby has been tearing it up, and I mean, like, I, I she's absolutely the, the the glue of this whole little. Triumvirate they have going on. Real big hit to that roster. I mean, it's a it's a huge hit to the roster, but it's death to 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 Morgan and Logan if they don't have her leading them. Like, what what are the, what do you do with them? They they can't exist on their own. They really, I mean, they just can't. Liv, maybe it's maybe it's just me, but I, Liv looked blown up about six minutes in. Yeah, to me, she looked a little bit tired. It's only her fourth singles match this year. Uh, a flying body press from Ember looks really good. So does Liv's step up in Zaguri. That hit really, really well. Morgan mm-hmm. goes for the corner. Bulldog gets slammed into it and eclipsed. Fine match uh, outside of Liv looking like she got a little bit tired. I, I like this match. It was solid for what it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's the. I'm with you. Hey. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, I loved her sell of the eclipse. I will say that the cell of the eclipse is, is top five cells of the eclipse. Thus because far, every, everybody on the main roster it, has been on fire with that. Everyone's selling it really, really good and finding new fun ways of doing it. This is top five. I, I'm going to say top five I've seen on the main roster. Good. I can't wait for the inevitable eclipse cell compilation. Hey, if somebody wants to put that together for us at Fightful, That'd be we'll, great. we'll post it and just demonetize it. WWE probably won't flag it. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley defeated the Revival by DQ. Nobody really gives a shit about this match live. Nope. Nobody. Reigns is slowly worked over, makes a comeback featuring his new uh, neat roped leg drop. Reigns isn't even looking to make the tag. I did like that story from the match. I thought that was a good touch. So Lashley just uh, lets himself in to clean house like it's WWE 2K. <laughs> and then he's like, tag me. Reigns won't, gets jumped by the Revival for the DQ. Bobby Lashley hits the bricks. There's, there was nothing to this match. It was like a few minutes long, it felt. Yeah, yeah, it was very bad. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, it's weird, because right after this, they, they well, not right after this, later in the, in the night, they, they, they go, there are two ways to look at Roman Reigns. One is he's a proud... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Warrior, and the other one, he's an egomaniac. Let's see which one you think it is. And we'll show you this clip of like, okay, guys, there's a lot more than two ways. Stop stop binarying your your top guy. There's a lot of ways you can think of Roman Reigns, and, and there's a lot of gray areas there. But in this particular case, don't try and sell me on Bobby Lashley's the bad guy here when he obviously wanted to tag in. And this guy who he doesn't even like to begin with gets jumped by the team that, like, I would have been in there helping you, but you didn't want me, so I'm leaving. Like, I don't understand how Bobby's the bad guy in that situation. I also I cannot stand it when they're like, how will Roman and Bobby get on the same page? Why? Do they even have to be on the same page? They're locked in a feud. Why do they care? Like, if, if you tell me that that they get a bonus of money for winning matches, I will say, okay, yeah. yes. But you specifically tell me that doesn't happen. You don't want me to think of that. So why do they care? Why, why does anybody care? But in this particular ca- case, why do they have to be on the same page? Like, they hate each other. Why are you forcing them to tag? Like, the same thing is, like, why are we forcing Bailey and Sasha to be friends? Why can't they yeah. fight each other like they want to? It's just, I, uh, bad. Backstage, Kurt Angle grants Roman Reigns' wish for extreme rules. They're booked. Coach, truly clueless on commentary. Bobby Lashley tells Renee Young backstage that Reigns has been the guy only because he's been gone and says that his yard would be a concrete patch in a trailer park had he stayed. Mm. This is the Bobby Lashley that I liked in Impact Wrestling. He's flexing yep. a little bit more. Cool. Yep. And then we are treated to Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, they're building anticipation for this match we're finally going to get on the pre-show of Extreme Rules, probably. Can't and, you see that? I mean, that, that's the way yeah. I'm looking at it. Like, hooray, that, that'll be a reason to tune in. If Mojo chooses to stick with pro wrestling, he would be a, a magical manager. God damn, yeah. can the guy talk. He can talk, he can cut a promo, he can act, mm-hmm. he can do all that. You know, the the old thing used to be, oh, well, you don't want to make, you don't want your manager to look more imposing than you. Like, no, I think that's kind of a cool thing. That's yeah. different. Yeah. God forbid we shift the paradigm a little bit. Mojo and says, it, yeah, "Go ahead." Well, also the little average, like if he has to get in the ring and take a bump, he can absolutely do that. Yeah, you know, and he can he can throw he can throw a, a good looking worked punch on the outside. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. This guy this guy would be great at that. And I think that in in his forties, if he if he if he has any inkling, they should absolutely let him do that. So he. Apparently has new music, or I give a shit about him so little that I haven't noticed it before. 
Um, it didn't seem familiar. I was like, <laughs> I, I noticed it too. I was like, yeah. I mean, I know he doesn't have the hype bros music anymore, but is that the stuff he walked into last week? It doesn't seem that yeah. way. But then again, who cares? Yeah, that's a good point. Mojo says he's not giving Jose a chance to face him just because he dances. Then Jose goes after Mojo but gets knocked down. Mojo abuses this yep. member of the conga line. Throws yeah. him over the stairs. And I mean, he clears the stairs. Then into the, the rail, Mojo beats up a returning Jose again. Man, nobody gives a shit about this feud. Ain't nobody. Gronk is somewhere not giving a shit about this feud. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yep. Gronk was watching NBA free agency updates tonight. I was watching NBA free agency updates today. <laughs> Me too. Oh <laughs> boy. Uh. Nia Jax defeated Mickey James. Nia Jax cuts a promo and calls Alexa Bliss an insect. Their match at Extreme Rules is an Extreme Rules match. But the real game changer, Natalia is Nia Jax's backup. Hold on to your butts. Uh, Mickey mm. worked over Nia's leg, does it really, really well. Channeled her inner WrestleMania 22 there. Thought she did excellent working over Nia's leg. And then Nia does a body scissors from the front, which is a closed guard, which has submitted nobody in UFC history because it's not a goddamn submission hold. No. She hits a big power bomb though. That looked good. Alexa gets on the apron only to be knocked off. Samoan drop and a pin, and Natty and Naya embrace. Beautiful. They're best friends. I hate to sound so cynical. I mean, I just had several days off, and I came home and watched this dirty tra- show. Mm-hmm. Just an absolute nuclear bomb of a show <laughs> that just got dropped. Only it wasn't in a commode. It was right on the face of all of us. Just stinky and embarrassing and duty. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not, not good. It was not a good show. Highlight of the show was Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. Braun Strowman technically defeated Kevin Owens via countout. Kevin Owens shown coming to the arena. Won't give his keys to the valet. He wants Kurt Angle to suspend or ban Braun from the build, building after what happened last week because the car flipping was uncalled for. By the way, Owens did have insurance. Angle books Owens against Braun instead. Owens offers to organize Kurt's office or get him tickets to Shania Twain. Doesn't work. Owens yeah. tries to get tips from gender about breathing for inner peace. That also does not work. The match starts. Strowman pushes Owens down and Owens takes a hike. He's counted out. What did you think of all the, the backstage activity leading up to this match? I mean, it was interesting to have you know him him show up and not trust the valet, so he kept his keys. That was interesting. But I mean, listen, even if I didn't know via your minor spoiler that there was going to be a porta potty thing uh, later in the night, uh, they really lingered on that porta potty in the establishing shot when when Owens pulled up. So I was like, oh, okay, well that's going to come into play. Um, and that was that was fine. Uh, Kevin Owens trying to beg off. 
that that's because it was the character consistent with his character. But I honestly like it's a weird thing like to to know that we got this with stuff where we is Brock going to compete at SummerSlam? Is he not? Uh, if he doesn't, when is he next going to compete? And you've got Braun Strowman carrying around this giant briefcase, this briefcase, this not giant. I'm like this green, weird green briefcase that he can't use because. They're not going to let him use it unless Brock's in the building, and he's never in the building. And explain it's just, to me why the hell he's not using it. It's ah, oh God, like like you have to say, you just just come out and say because everyone who pays attention to your product, WWE, your strongest fans knows. In the past, people who've had the briefcase could set a date for a match, and the champ would have to show up. Like that's something has been done in the past. Say now that that rule has been changed and they can't do that anymore and we'll forgive you. Just do that. I mean, I know it's a lie, but at least give us that lip service because this... It would follow the trend of Brock as a prima donna, right? Sure, absolutely. The the narrative they're trying to push. It would would be great if if he tried to do it and Paul Heyman showed up and showed, here it is, a clause in the contract I made sure they put in. That he won't have to subject himself to that. He's got to be in the building already for you to use that, Braun. And guess what? I don't know where he is, and he's damn damn sure not coming to Raw next week. That'd be great. Have that be a thing. But, no. Nope. It's, it's really in line with that use other people that are over to make Roman Reigns more sympathetic thing. Because, yeah. you know, they, they want to go the Reigns-Lesnar route and... You know that that they want the the heat by association, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: if they had Roman win the briefcase, he absolutely would show up the next night and say, "Okay, Brock, I got this. I'm calling you out next week on Raw." And everyone would be like, "Oh, Roman Reigns, isn't he a great fighting champion?" Yeah. Like that's what they would do. But they can't let Braun do it because he would look more like like the guy. The, uh, that he already looks like than than Roman Reigns, and so they can't let him do that. Kevin Owens seeks refuge in a porta potty, which Braun Strowman finds and duct tapes shut. He then, for some reason, it's got a rope on it, which bar- it the thing barely fit through the door. This was almost catastrophic, Alex. Yeah, no, this was this was really bad. My favorite part of the it felt like ten minutes that it took him to drag it into position to push it over was where he pulled it up the ramp and it got to the top and nearly tipped over before it was supposed to. And you could watch Braun panic and try and stop it before it tipped back over because we can't have this thing tip over before I tip it over. It was just the most ridiculous thing. and I, it, 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 it didn't... Uh. Yeah, it, it was like, rough. Yeah. The bump was nasty. It was... Yes. He shoulder blocked the porta potty off a stage, and Kevin Owens is covered in blue stuff. The dye that yeah, keeps the things ke- sanitary. The, the chemical treatment inside the chemical toilet. Now, what do you think the odds are that it's possible? Because they really specifically set it up where the door was facing away from the audience. That it's possible that he could have slipped out and they knocked it over without him inside it and then he rolled into frame to do the blue thing. Like, I mean, it just, it, it, it called to mind, I mean, it wasn't as obvious as the Romans definitely not strapped to that gurney 
moment from like I guess a, like almost two years yeah, ago. Yeah, but I, in my estimation, I think that made it even funnier because yeah, Braun was able to throw that with such reckless regard, yeah. reckless just reckless abandon rather. Uh, that, that him just shoving that was so comical. It really was. But uh, this worked. I liked it. I thought it was funny. But Braun's a dick, man. Yeah, this is the thing. Is I, like, I, I guess you're building to a one-on-one match between him and Kevin Owens at Extreme Rules that Braun is definitely going to win, right? So yes. what? So So let's keep him as far away from the title picture as possible, even though we just gave him a prop that gives him license to be in the title picture. Like, none of this makes sense. None of it. Yeah. No. My God, that was raw. It was not good. This Saturday, though, perhaps the G1 special from San Francisco will be better. Don't know how hip you are to New Japan, Alex, but there are a couple of big matches. Kenny Omega defends the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Cody. I was able to speak to Kenny Omega recently, and uh, we talked about how the New Day thing came about, and he said that he clued New Japan in months ago. But in that time, they got a new president, and he wanted to catch him up and be very transparent, and the new president said, yeah, I'm down for this. That sounds brilliant. So uh, it seems like they're on the same page at the very least. Also told me he was dealing with a really tough neck injury during the time he was a light or a junior heavyweight. So said told me that he was actually more physically capable of doing things that he should have been able to do at a lighter weight now than he, he was then. And uh, he's defending against Cody, who missed out on the ROH World Championship this weekend. Who you got winning this? To me, I think it's pretty much a no-brainer. Omega's winning. Yeah, no, Omega's definitely winning. I mean, that'll that'll it'll be good. It'll be really great because they they do that. But o- Omega certainly should retain. Yeah, we are going to talk a little NBA free agency in a bit on this show. But because they set up the Jay White call on NBA draft night, I asked him who he would draft to chaos. Mm-hmm. He said either Zach Saber Jr. or Kota Ibushi. He said that Kota Ibushi was a little more emotional, so. It led him to, to want Zack Sabre, but said he would trade away Ghetto because he doesn't do anything. Ghetto's the booker. <laughs> I think Juice Robinson could very well win this match and become IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, or uh, United States Champion. And the journey that guy has been on mm-hmm. from being a nothing in NXT to being like a popular guy in New Japan, that's something. And... Matt Bloom became a fan of him in NXT. Finn Balor thought a lot of him, and he told me a story. Uh, Fightful.com or FightfulWrestling.com, click that exclusives tab, told me the story about how when they were inducting Fujinami into the Hall of Fame, Finn Balor and Matt Bloom were like, no, you got to go see Tiger Hattori right now. Let's go talk to him. You're finishing up this week. Go talk to him. And they got him a job there. In New Japan, and boy, he's made the best of it. Uh, how do you think this one goes? Um, I mean, I don't follow New Japan well enough to know all the uh, the ins and outs, but I love Juice Robinson. Like, I I really I love the stuff that I've seen of him. Kevin Owens um, says he's the best promo in wrestling. I know, like, I'm like, and that's high praise from Kevin Owens. I mean, maybe he doesn't think it is, but if Kevin Owens 
I think is one of the top promos in wrestling is saying that, then you got to pay attention to it. Uh, and yeah, I remember him as CJ Parker, the hippie free love guy in NXT. And to think that that guy who really wasn't anything at all to write home about, like he wasn't anything to write about. And, and now he's doing killing it in new Japan. I'm totally rooting for him. That's for sure. I'll get more predictions tomorrow night from one Jeff Hawkins, but we have coverage of that. Also, UFC 226 is loaded this weekend, guys. A super fight. Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier. Heavyweight champion versus light heavyweight champion. You also have Holloway versus Ortega for the featherweight title. Lewis versus Ngannou. Chiesa versus Pettis. We have a ton of interviews with these people. Uh, we have Emily Whitmire, Jamie Moyle, Drakkar Close, Lando Venata, Curtis Melender. Um... Just tons of names from this show. Rob Font spoke to Fightful.com. Michael Chiesa. We got pros picks for all of them. Check it out. But let's talk the big story. NBA free agent frenzy. <laughs> LeBron James going to the Lakers. Yep. Yeah, we're an MMA pro wrestling and boxing site. Who gives a shit? <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Golden State Warriors no, no, for the mid-level exception. You, you got you got to do it in order, man. Like LeBron James Ooh. goes to the Lakers, and it was like, oh well, you know the the, the Warriors are still going to win. And they go, oh, no, no, wait, he's playing chess. Wait until you see who else they sign. And they turn around and sign Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, and Rajon Rondo. And I'm like, say, oh yeah, that's a pretty decent, great chess move. Those moves. are decent pieces. However. Rajon Rondo for $9 million. Yeah. Keep in mind. No. Julius Randle, they renounced his rights. Yeah. He went to the Pelicans where Rondo was, where Rondo was making significantly less last year. Yeah. And is getting paid the same amount as Rondo next year and the year after. Yep. The Pelicans got Randle for a song. He's going to fit in great with the Pelicans there. Oh, he's, you know, they, they need him now. The boogie's not around. And the, <laughs> the Warriors picked up DeMarcus Cousins, who's likely going to miss time oh, because he, of his Achilles injury. He's going to be out until February, but who cares? February, but they signed him for the mid-level exception. He's going to be able to come in, make some money, probably almost definitely win a championship. Mm -hmm. And then... Then he's going to be able to prove that he can fit in almost any role. He can fit mm -hmm. as a star. He can fit mm -hmm. as a secondary star. Oh, maybe oh. he can fit as a fourth or fifth star. Right. <clears throat> However, and, and then, by the way, he's getting paid next year. Yeah. As a Kentucky Wildcats fan, you know, I'm a Bulls fan. They've got some money. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know that they've got, like, 20 mil in cap space. Nope. You know, I mean... You got Zach Levine hanging out there wanting 16 to 20 million. Okay, you could you could fit in a big signing there and then sign him with your bird rights. Jesus. I don't know. I'm pissy about it. But anyway, the Lakers apparently LeBron said he's in it for the long run anyway, and it does seem very much like they're setting up for next year to sign right. Kawhi Leonard because they're not giving up all these pieces for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Right Kawhi's, now, the Spurs Kawhi. would be very lucky to get Lonzo Ball, a pick, and a, another yeah. youngster for for yeah. him. It, and and Luol Ding. Yeah. My God. 
Kawhi Leonard uh, has said privately, apparently, he's willing to sit out the entire season. And that's just, horseshit, just so he, he could be just so he could be a Laker, and I'm like, wow, man, that's shit. All right, all right, that's not okay. Um, I don't want him a, if I'm the Lakers, and he it, does that. Oh, that's the whole thing is the Lakers don't care. Well, they yeah, don't care true. about like. Here's the thing. I mean, they they, they don't care. But oh, he was a bad teammate in San Antonio, so we don't want him. Is definitely not the Lakers' way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, okay, fine. They're like, no, we'll we'll wait. And this is the thing about LeBron. LeBron, he got he he listened. He got his championship in Cleveland. I don't think he knows he has no shot at beating the Warriors before they got Boogie. He's just he's just there in L.A. Listen, he's going to be a billionaire several times over because he also has this production company that makes TV and movies and stuff. And he's going to he's going to roll out of meetings in Hollywood and pull up to the Staples Center. That's what he's going to do for games like he's not going to. What's he there for? He's, he's there like, OK, I'll play out my career. Or maybe he won't. Like he said, he wanted he wants to play with his son, which is like crazy. But uh, my favorite part of all this stuff, is which would be who after thought, this contract, right? What, my favorite part of this whole thing is people who thought that he might be going to the Clippers instead of the Lakers. Piss and, off! <laughs> I know. And, and my favorite part of this whole thing is yesterday during the whole LeBron thing. There's a tweet that pops up on my timeline. The the, the Clippers uh, ownership group and and all the top brass fired up the private jet to go fly to Anthony Tolliver's house no. <laughs> to secure Anthony Tolliver. And yeah, yeah, Bron was definitely going to go play for the Clippers. Definitely. Yeah, he had to play with Lou Williams. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, uh, by the way, Anthony Tolliver signed with the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, so they, the Clippers missed out on him. The Clippers also, didn't get their man. re-signing with the Timberwolves, Derek Rose, who... As a result of signing for like the league minimum, gets yeah. fourteen mil from Adidas. Oh, Adidas is gonna be kicking themselves so hard. I'm they're an no Adidas other... guy. I love Adidas, but there's yeah. no way they're moving a Derek Rose shoes now. Well, they are in China. Apparently, they legit sell like crazy in China. He is a <laughs> mega star in China. <laughs> Steph Marbury's a megastar in China. Don't come with me with he's a megastar in China. Well, Steph Marbury <laughs> made a lot of money in China, too. That's true. So, I That's mean, true. Just, Let I'm me just, be a star in China, yeah, and I'll tell all you the, Americans to piss off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sorry, China. Guys. China loves them some Minnesota Timberwolves point guards. They love <laughs> Steph Marbury, Eric Rose. They probably love Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn. Uh, Pooh Richardson going all the way back. Oh, shit. So, (laughs) Dwight Howard's still out there. So, the Kawhi Leonard situation, it's funny because, like, Lonzo Ball, okay, apparently LeBron James likes his game. Lonzo Ball was one of the, like, okay, he was legitimately the statistically worst rookie ever. Mm -hmm. He can't shoot. He can pass. That's it. Mm -hmm. He's got some creative passing. That's okay, but you know who's got creative passing and can shoot better? Rajon Rondo, and uh, mm-hmm. that's something when I'm telling you that Rajon Rondo can pass or shoot better than your one of your top picks. So I was like, you know what? If he ends up going with Popovich, maybe something good can happen because, I mean, shit, Popovich can turn me into a 10-minute-a-game player, I think. He's, he's that good. My que- I've got a big question mark about Luol Ding because they're, they're probably going to use the stretch provision. But if he stays with that team, I'm like, 
you know, I, I just get the feeling he's going to turn into a role player, and, th- and that's a good thing. But yeah. if he goes to the Spurs, I'm like, God, they're going to get 40 minutes out of him a game because that's what the Spurs do. <laughs> He'll play until he's 45. Ginobili yeah. will still be there. The mm-hmm. core will be Ginobili, Parker, and Luol Deng. Yeah. I'm ready for it. And Aldridge. All yeah. just coughing up dust. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'm ready for. I'm, t- I'm ready for the four-team battle, four- or five-team battle in the East to see who can win 48 games and get the top seed and get and, and just battle the hell out of each other in the Eastern Conference Finals to see who gets smoked in three and a half games by the Warriors. So here's my question. Do the Cavs make the playoffs next year? They might make the eight seed. I mean, that's how bad the East is. I mean, if Kevin Love stays there, which, by the way, he shouldn't, they should figure out a way of getting rid of him because, by the way, that's – I mean, they got to help that, help a guy out. Like, there's yeah. – he shouldn't be there anymore. I mean, right now, through the next two years, they have Hill, Thompson, Smith, Clarkson, Corver, Osman, yes. Zizek, um, Colin Sexton, and Kevin Love is a yeah. player option in two years. Yeah. You know, while – okay, first off, from a financial standpoint, that's a nightmare – but yeah. those play, you know, everybody said, "Oh, they're scrubs. They're scrubs. They're not really scrubs. They're not really scrubs. Those are all decent players. Kevin Love is an exceptional player. Uh, a lot of their their numbers are certainly going to increase and make them look better than what they actually are, or yeah. make them look as good as they are. I think they can slide into the eight seed. I had somebody saying they would not win twenty three games, and I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. Well, it all depends on on what if they blow it all up. Because who the hell cares? It's like an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that happening. But my my favorite thing of all of this that I touched on before, and then we we moved away from it, is that LeBron basically like you could the the decision was made that moment that J.R. Smith got the rebound and oh, yeah. didn't shoot the ball. Okay, so he leaves because he can't play with these boneheaded players, and he goes over to. To L.A. and he gets there and who do they get him? Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee and Rajon Rondo. Rondo's not a boneheaded player, but he's been a locker room cancer in places he's been. Yeah. Um, but like JaVale McGee ran the wrong way toward the wrong basket. Yeah. Uh, Lance Stevenson, I mean, is Lance Stevenson. He's, he's a good so, piece. I think he's a very underrated <laughs> piece. We'll, we'll see what he does. <laughs> they, what they I mean, did was they, they took some guys that have some character issues but can play ball. I mean, that's that's really what they did. And Rajon Rondo was a model teammate last year. I don't know what the situation with Stevenson. I'm not hip to the, the Lance Stevenson situation last yeah. year. But on the you know, as long as he's been a pacer, he's been okay. But elsewhere, he's struggled sometimes. Yes, uh, maybe yes. not in Memphis. He I thought he played very well in Memphis the brief amount of time he was there. But... Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just one. <laughs> Boy, that's something. That yeah. is something. I'm just I'm I'm just uh, I'm just happy to be a Milwaukee Bucks fan now that LeBron is out of the East because there's a very good chance they get a top three seed. And listen, if they get an Eastern Conference Finals berth after three four years ago, they had 15 wins. Then then I'll be happy. I, I people I've been arguing people like, well, what does it matter? Even if we win the East, there's no way we can compete with the Warriors. Like. Listen to what you're saying about the Milwaukee Bucks. You're accepting the fact that there's a chance they might win the East about the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Antetokounmpo, Giannis is on the damn cover of NBA 2K19. A buck. 
That's crazy how cool that is for Bucks fans. So I'm just happy to be, you know, to root for something. I think the the Celtics, the Sixers, and even the Bucks are pretty solidified up near the top for a while, as long as the the Bucks have Giannis. Giannis, that's it. And the Celtics, they've got Hayward, Horford, Irving, Tatum. Yep, and they and they have. And they have Jaylen the best Brown. coach. They have the best coach in basketball. Yes, they do. And the thing is, they got a lot of great tradable pieces too. A very cheap Terry Rozier. Yep. They got. I mean, Marcus Smart. We don't know what's going to happen with him yet. Uh, yep. Has he signed anywhere? Uh, not that I've seen. Nope. I, I love. Here's what I love. After the Boogie Cousins signing, you got Joel Embiid on Twitter subtweeting Braun like. It's not too late to back out. Yeah. <laughs> you can come play over here with I us. Thought that, I thought he was going to play. I thought he was going to go to to the Sixers. I thought they had uh, better pieces to put around him. Here's the him. thing. At least, at least if he did that, he would continue his streak of most finals appeared in consecutively. Hey. Because, you know, like you could be in the finals every year if you stay in the East, if you're LeBron James. But he decided, no, nah, I'd rather get bounced out in the second round. Give me a Markel Fultz who forgot how to shoot over Alonzo Ball who never knew how to shoot. <laughs> I'll take that every day. Guys, thank you. We stuck around for some basketball talk. Visit yeah. wrestlingtees.com slash Fightful. This, sh- this shirt is soft as butter, that OMG butter, even though, hey, the sponsorship's up for right now, but hopefully we'll renew. But... Anyway, use that code AMERICA, save 20%, FightfulSelect.com. we got tons of exclusive additional content. I will figure out the Twitter stream because Holy Smokes MMA Podcast will be uh, on Twitter tomorrow as well, trying to uh, expose that to a new audience as well. But my God, Ewans, tomorrow, Jeff Hawkins' last show on the post-Smackdown edition anyway. Who knows how things will go in a year and a half, or who knows? You know, who knows who Jeff will piss off at his new job <laughs> and come crawling back. Come, to they us. always come crawling back. You all see Alex's Twitter handle. We got lower thirds here. You see mine. Yeah. Follow us at Fightful Online. Subscribe to us on Twitter. By the way, Fightful Scraps on YouTube. I didn't even mention that. Jimmy, a project that, that Jimmy has started called Fightful Scraps, takes clips from our shows and uh, posts them on the Fightful Scraps uh, YouTube. So go give that a subscribe. Uh, it, we're still working on that. We're adding some older stuff as well. But thank you guys so much. Until next time, we are out.